Well, good morning to you. How are you? Glad that you're here this morning. This is Danny Smith at DK Ministries, and this is DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word podcast. And if you can find your copy of God's Word, if you'll open up to Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 5. And so that's where we begin. Obviously, since I didn't say the verse, you, you probably figured it out. It's verse 1. So Romans chapter 5, verse 1 is where we begin. Now, before we do that, as you're finding your copy of God's Word, as you're getting your copy of God's Word open, whatever it is you're doing, uh, I just want to, want to welcome you to the podcast. Glad that you're here. For those who've had trouble the last week or two or whatever uh, finding the podcast, apparently that's been my fault. Uh, they've made some changes in the way things are done, and uh, <laughs> they didn't send step-by-step -step instructions. And I think, I hope, I believe, I might have it finally figured out how to get it straight. Apparently, they were kind of all tying together for some reason, but hopefully these are going to be... These are going to be right, or this one's going to be right, this one's going to be better. You can contact us at uh, dspreacherman at uh, gmail.com, all lowercase, dspreacherman gmail.com, all lowercase. Of course, we have uh, a Facebook presence in DK Ministries. You can contact us there. In fact, last week, I added something to the, uh, the Facebook of DK Ministries. It was a, uh, a series of short devotional thoughts that I was able to write. Kind of a chaplain, the word day, uh, something that I was able to partake in and, and, and take part in and decided to share that with you. Uh, put them all together. Next time I do that, get an opportunity to do that again, I'll probably just do it day by day. But anyway, uh, live and learn, learn and live, whatever. <laughs> So if you want to check those things out, remember, uh, these were written uh, for people to read uh, and that weren't necessarily looking for a church message. And so uh, we hope we succeeded in doing what we need to do there, give them a word. To hang on to. Okay, now, if you were going to open your Bible, if you were going to find God's Word, if you were going to get to where we're going to be, you're at Romans chapter 5, verse 1 already. And so let me say this one more time, just so I don't forget it. DSPreacherMan at gmail.com, all our case. That's how you contact us. And if you're looking next for the, the plea for money, <laughs> you can stop looking. Uh, that's not why we do this. We do this, hopefully... Uh, to get some of God's truth out to you, God's word out to you. We call it thought for the day. We like to give you something to think about. And boy, in the fifth chapter of the book of Romans, there's a lot to think about. There's some wonderful words here as Paul just continues hammering or thinking or, 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 or driving home the point uh, about uh, about salvation and about what, what God has done and what God is doing. Uh, there used to be, well, I guess there still is, you have to have to sing it. I mean, you had to find it. Uh, you can sing it too if you want to, if you find it. Uh, but, uh, there was a song, and I'm not sure if the title was What a Savior, Hallelujah, What a Savior. And, and I'm not sure who sung it, but I remember hearing it. And uh, I've heard the phrase uh, referred to a number of times, Hallelujah, What a Savior. I don't know if the person who wrote that song, wrote that line, had been reading Romans chapter 5, but truly, uh, Romans chapter 5 would be a good, a good way to find inspiration for that reality. Uh, Paul is making the point totally apart from law and purely by grace, we have a salvation that takes care of the past, the present, and the future. And, and, and Paul, Paul just making a point. Christ died for us. Christ lives for us. And Christ is coming back 
for us. Those three essential truths we need to know. And then, of course, uh, if we were singers, we would burst out and sing, hallelujah, what a Savior. Don't worry, don't panic, don't turn off your whatever you're listening to the podcast on. We're not doing this morning, that this morning, and it is morning for me, whatever it is for you. Uh, but we do believe, do understand uh, that we have men, we have what a Savior we have. Therefore, Romans chapter 5, verse 1, uh, some years ago I heard a preacher say, whenever you run across the word therefore, you need to look back and see what it's there for. We don't have time to do that this morning. So just let me say this. Uh, based on what he's been saying, based on what he's been writing, based on what he's been telling us, based on what he has already uh, given us the information about, Paul is kind of turning the corner, making his point, moving forward, therefore... Having been justified by faith, that's that word uh, that we talked about for a couple of weeks here. I know some of you had trouble finding the podcast because what happened, well, I'm thinking about it, talking about it. what happened is my uh, last week, Romans chapter four, I attached to Romans chapter three somehow. And so it come out to be one long podcast, apparently, um, although it was separated when I, when I reviewed it. So I don't quite understand it. But anyway. Therefore, having been justified by faith, and then we're just what we're going to do this morning. Uh, there are some marvelous words that are used in these first three verses uh, that we're just going to just kind of focus on. They're not every word. Uh, there are other words that we could have used. There are words that we could have added uh, to the list that we're going to give you. But we're just going to pick out a few of these words uh, and use them. So, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that word peace is an awesome word. Uh, it doesn't mean there's not conflict or turmoil around us, or uh, but there's not within us uh, because we have peace with God. And it is a wonderful thing. Some years ago, I heard a story uh, about a farmer who needed a farmhand. Now, I've, I may have told this story on the podcast before. If so, just listen to it again. <laughs> it's one of those stories that has so many great applications. But anyway, the farmer was interviewing farmhands, and he interviewed a guy, and uh, he talked about, you know, worry, panic, you know, getting everything done and everything, all these kind of things that, that you would worry about, wanting to find somebody who could help you run the farm. And uh, by the way, farmers are hardworking people. Appreciate them. Uh, our country doesn't appreciate them enough. I'm afraid sometimes we're, that's one reason that we uh, are possibly finding ourselves uh, having so much difficulty getting food. We've, we've turned our, our eyes uh, uh, and attention off the, the, uh, it used to be a a term, gentleman farmer, the individual farmer, and, and turned more to these big company conglomerations. And I don't, I think that's sometimes just a huge mistake, but anyway. So the farmer uh, <laughs> uh, was asking this uh, farmhand a series of questions. And what he said was this, kept answering, well, you know, uh, or, the, the farmer asked, he said, well, can you check, you know, will you check this, will you check that? And the, and the farmhand just always answered, I can sleep in the storm. I can sleep in the storm. <clears throat> it was just his answer. It's what he answered to almost everything. And so uh, for whatever reason, and I don't remember what the reason was, the farmer decided to go ahead and fire, to hire, not fire, <laughs> hire this farmhand and things rocked along pretty good things were doing okay and then one night a storm came a storm a storm a storm a storm now if you live in louisiana florida mississippi alabama uh anywhere here you know on the southern coast out on the east coast as well uh, you know about storms i don't know that it was one of those kind of storms but it was a storm it was a bad storm 
And the farmer woke up and he, and he, and he, he said, oh, okay, well, whatever the farmhand's name was to be taken care of. They looked out and there was no light on in the farmhand's house where he was staying. And the farmer, oh, I got to get up. So he went out, he got up, he checked on the cows. They were exactly where they were supposed to be. They were, you know, they were, you know, everything was secure. Went and checked the chickens, the same thing. Everything you needed to check, everything you needed looked at, everything was done. Uh, he had beat and beat and beat on the door, I should have told you that, uh, to wake the farmhand up to get him to do it, and he couldn't wake him up. So um, everything's done, so he goes back to the house, goes to sleep, and the next morning, he is going to go talk to the farmhand about, you know, not getting up, not checking on things, and then he remembered what the farmhand had said. I can sleep through the storm. And what he was reminded of, and as the story was told to me, what I was reminded of is the midst of a storm. If we've done what we need to do with God, we can have peace. And the farmhand had peace, and that is what he meant. Now, I don't know if God means for you to sleep in the storm that you're experiencing or that's around you. I'm not saying that. So let's don't give up and just pull out our pillow and go to sleep. But I am saying that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And because of that peace, we don't have to get all worried and upset and everything else. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's happening to you today. But having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I could spend a lot of time there, but we're going to move on. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, and there's two words here uh, that I want to uh, uh, just pick out in this verse. And uh, there are others, as I said, so if you're, you're, you're thinking, I'm going to give you an, an, an all-exhaustive list of all the important words here, you're wrong. <laughs> I don't, you know, it, it, I, I could, in fact, it'd be, uh, I couldn't, I can't tell you a word here in, in this passage, it's not important, but just some that jumped out at me today. And, and you know, it's a funny thing about, about reading the Bible, studying the Bible. Sometimes there are things that jump out at you one day. And the next thing, go back and read something totally different. Same words, same passage, same everything, except you know something different maybe going on with you and you, around you. Maybe you need a different take. Maybe you need a different stand, whatever. Uh, maybe you need to go deeper. Maybe you need to go back and review. I, I don't know. It just matters. It just, you know, what you're going through, I guess. But today, for me, these are the words that stuck out to me. Through him, we have access by faith. Access is a marvelous word. It, it, it means we can come in. It means we're allowed to come in. Uh, a while back, I was going to see somebody who I was supposed to see and uh, been assigned to see, and they knew I was coming. And I got there, and the, and the gate was locked, and nobody answered the phone, and I couldn't get in. And ah, oh, man, I said, "What in the world?" And finally, I got a hold of somebody who told me how to get in. They told me where the key was. And, and ooh, I got the you know, got on the phone, got the key, opened the door, had access to the to the place I needed to get into. You have access when you have the right key. You have access when you have the when you know the way through. Through whom? Who? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have access by faith. And, and what does this faith get us to? What's this access get us to? into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And, and, and so there is, you know, we have peace, we have access, and, and it brings us to the peace, uh, brings us to the grace of God. And um, whew, 
grace is one of those words that you go, oh man, how can I, how should I really talk about that wonderful word? When I was first saved, there were acronyms galore. People would use, um, my favorite one was God's riches at Christ's expense. And if you don't know anything about acronyms, maybe you can look that up. But you know, you, you, you put down the columns, E-R-I-C-E, and then out, out from each letter, you, you put a word that helps explain uh, what it means. Uh, that was my favorite one. There were more. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to um, bore you with those, uh, but I am going to tell you that having been justified by faith, we have this marvelous assurance, and, and, and Paul refers to it as peace, and we have it through Jesus, by whom we've gained access into the grace of God. And, and into the grace, and uh, you can never, um, you can never oversell grace. <laughs> you can never ever sell, ever sell the importance of grace. Yesterday I got a phone call uh, from a friend of mine, and uh, from another state, we were talking about a situation. We've been trying to figure out how to minister in and help and do all that. Something that we, uh, you know, I don't have a lot. Of, can't tell you what it is, but anyway, one of the things that my friend and I both realize is that grace has been set aside there in that situation, and um, till grace is the importance of grace, and we acted grace until we responded grace, until we, you know, use grace, then. Um, the outcome's not going to be good there. Well, we, I wake up this morning and study in God's Word, and I come through. I come to this passage and I find this marvelous word, the word grace, and we have access to it, and we have it through our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And I realized when I did that this morning, the problem that we were worried about yesterday, the thing that we were trying to figure out, and both of us knew that we're not in the place to, to fix this situation of this reality but the thing that we both knew and understood then and i've understood even better now that this situation won't be resolved to the glory of god to people go back and remember the grace of god and um what paul is reminding us is we we have this access this entrance by faith and then we we come to grace and and that is where we stand and then we rejoice in the in hope of the glory of god and I think one thing that has happened to us is that in our desire to be accepted by the world, and, and I'm going to put that in quotation marks because um, I learned a long time ago that, that if you're going to walk with Jesus, you're not going to be accepted by the world. It just isn't going to happen. But there are a lot of people today, religious leaders, quote-unquote denominational leaders or whatever it might be. Um, I don't know what those two terms can describe about everything that I would think about. Uh, spiritual spokesman. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but and so often they miss the mark of grace. So often they, they want to call law or ritual. Now, the thing about grace is something that um, it allows us to leave our past behind. It allows us to overcome through he who is in us. It would have to overcome the world. And what has happened today in a lot of situations, we can't resolve it, can't take care of it, can't move forward because we've not entered by the access we have in faith into the grace in which we stand. And so we don't, we don't receive grace, we don't respond in grace, we don't use grace. 
Paul said, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And then he said, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. I see a lot of things today and, and there's not much hope <laughs> that's expressed and not much glory of God that is seen. And I have to be honest with you. I think the problem is, is we, we haven't accessed the faith and therefore stood in the grace. Then Paul, he says something incredible. It's personal <clears throat> and it applies to you and it applies to me. And not only that, he says, not only these wonderful things about being you know, justified by faith, having peace with God through Jesus, having access by faith, standing in grace. He said, not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> maybe I need another teacher today. Uh, tribulations, trials, difficulties, testes, whatever. Even so many words uh, can be used there. And uh, all of us are probably uh, are going through something today that um, we would say, okay, this is this is a trial, this is a test, this is whew, this is trouble, it's a tribulation. Well, Paul's just making a point that whatever happens because of what Jesus has done and because of what we have through him, we glory in those times of trouble and difficulties and hardships. Uh, this coming Sunday morning at Taylor Creek Baptist Church, <clears throat> where I'm fortunate enough to be the pastor, um, we're going to look at Luke chapter 4, uh, the temptation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, there's some fascinating things there. Um, I'm not going to give that away today and, and not try to bore you with Sunday sermon on Wednesday. <laughs> A little sermon that many of you will never hear. However, you could if you wanted to come visit with us at 10.30 Sunday morning. Or if you wanted to check it out on, you know, on Facebook, on, on Facebook Live. That'd be great too. But anyway, um, Paul is saying that in our difficulty and hard times, we can stand in the glory of God because we've been graced by God and because we've assessed by faith the presence of God. And, and so when trouble, tribulations, difficulty come, we, we respond in a different way because we understand there's a different purpose for it. Now listen, I, I, don't, I don't know in your life or in my life uh, all the time why we go through some of the things we go through. And I, I can only speak for myself here. There are days where I realize this is a trial. This is a test. <laughs> yeah, this is this is some tribulation. And and sometimes I don't find the reason for it necessarily. Uh, sometimes you know it's twenty nine. Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine comes home. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. Reveal things belong to us. And there are some things that happen uh, that I that I eventually realize. Okay, that's not revealed to me. That's not for me to know. But here's what I do know. In the midst of that trouble, in the midst of that difficulty, in the midst of that problem, whatever the word you want to use, that opportunity, I heard it this way this one time, in the midst of that opportunity for God's grace to abound, we glory in the presence of God and in the, in the relationship we have with God and the knowledge we have of God and the, the feeling we have about God. I have in my ministry and continue to visit people in hospitals. And it's been a very important in my ministry in, in the years that I have been in the ministry. My pastor, Greenwell Springs, believed in hospital visitation. He trained me that way, and I've carried that out. And um, now uh, I still uh, visit hospital quite a deal, quite a good bit, I could, say, I could say. And I said all that to say this. In those hospital visitations through the years, 
I've met some people in some very difficult days and very difficult times, and some of them in points of their life that, well, there seemed to be a you know kind of a, um, well, kind of a closing time coming. But I have been blessed, amazed at those who have stood in that time of tribulation, sickness and sorrow and difficulty, and yet have been able to glory in the presence of God and in the peace of God. And I will say this, the bottom line has always been, for me, <clears throat> looking back on those people uh, when they get through that trial, that tribulation, whether it's, whether it's healing here on earth or healing in, the, in, in His presence in heaven, the thing that always stands out is the fact that they stood in the glory of God through grace. Now, I'm not here trying to preach you a sermon on suffer better. <laughs> okay. That's not, that's not, you know, if you're, you know, if you're having difficulty, having trouble, don't complain, don't gripe. Don't, that's not what I'm doing. That's, that's the, because that would be, that would be hypocritical to me. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I have a lot of faults, but I try to hold my hypocrisy down <laughs> as much as I can. You say, what do you mean as much as you can? Well, I've discovered that all of us have a natural hypocrisy from time to time that slips in and covers over things without us seeing them. So I'm just going to say this. What Paul is reminding me of here is when I am rightly connected, having been justified by my faith, having peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, having access by faith, and standing in the grace and rejoicing in the glory of God, that I'm able because of the glory of God that has entered my life and surrounded my my presence, going through my tribulations, my times of trouble, knowing that that trouble, that tribulation, that difficulty will produce perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, I could, I, could, I could talk about the fruit of the Spirit that this connects to, and I could talk about other things, but uh, the time's going to get away from me. So just let me say this this morning. When we exercise our faith, when we have been justified because of our faith, we have peace with God because of Jesus Christ. And that allows us to enter into the presence of God and it brings us to the grace of God where which whatever happens we stand in and even in those times of trouble and difficulty and tribulation, we understand that we have things we can do. We can persevere. We, we can go through. Years ago, I had a, a young lady in my, one of my first youth groups and uh, worked with young people for, for quite a while. I had some great young people and still have contact with a number of them. And this young lady went through some, she just went through some, you know, times, challenging times in her youth. And uh, I finally got to the point where I would just tell her patience and perseverance. And she got where, <laughs> she, got where she didn't like to hear that. Uh, it got to be kind of a joke after a while, though, with, between her and me, because I would just tell her, you know, we got to have patience and perseverance. Well, I lost contact with her for a while, and, you know, she went her way. She grew up and got out, and, and I moved on. But a few years back, we reconnected, and uh, she told me how many times she's thought about that, what that's meant to her. And now I see her life on Facebook, and I'm always amazed. Uh, she still, at times, has difficulty, you know, sicknesses and different things. But there's she has learned patience and perseverance. It doesn't mean that when she gets in the hospitals and, you know, they don't worry about the noise in the background, can do nothing about that. It doesn't mean that uh, she goes to the hospital and everything goes her way. 
It doesn't mean there aren't moments or there aren't instances where doctors are disappointing or nurses aren't frustrating or family doesn't understand. And all those things are true. But it does mean in the midst of that, somehow she has learned to stand. And I think in the glory of God, because of the grace of God, to whom she had access by faith through our Lord Jesus Christ and has found the peace of God. We were supposed to go through verse 5, so let me read on. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Uh, verse 5, hope does not disappoint. Boy, that's a great spiritual truth. You said, Brother Danny, I had hope before, but I got disappointed. You had hope in the wrong thing. The hope here is in our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and the, the, to live in that hope and access that hope and to exercise that hope, you've got to take your eyes off the world. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Well, there's so many things I could say, want to say, and, and, and I should have said then you can, you know, you can contact us at dspreacherman at gmail.com and say, hey, why didn't you say this? Or why didn't you go that way? And I'll say this. Thanks for the, the thanks for the critique. I appreciate it. I learned from it. But I said what I said because I was following what I thought was at the moment the direction of God. Maybe it wasn't the direction you needed, but it was the direction I needed at that moment. And uh, hopefully there were some people who will listen to this and it was the direction they would need at the moment they hear it. Paul just... He said all these things, and I can just go back to where I began. When I look at all these these things that Paul has said, and I add them all together, and I, got, uh, I <laughs> go, oh my gosh, hallelujah, what a Savior. Uh, he said, well, you, just, you know, you're not hollering and screaming and doing all that. No, no, I can't. It's early in the morning where I'm doing this, and I can wake people up, and I can disturb the dogs, and, you know, it wouldn't only be the noise you just heard there, be other things going on, but, whew. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I think also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in, in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hallelujah. <laughs> what a Savior. My friend, let me tell you something. I'm not going to solve every problem we have today, but I will tell you this. We can go through whatever it is if we have a relationship with our wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ. And the chances are, you're listening to this podcast, you say you have one, but are you living in it? That is the question. That is the thought for today. I hope that you are. If you aren't, I hope that you start. God bless you. Remember, what a Savior. Hallelujah. God bless you. DSPreacherMan at gmail.com. You can contact us best favorite way. You can contact us on the Facebook, as my friend says as well. We have two of those. We have a DK Ministries Facebook. We have a, I have a Facebook. So you can contact us on either one of those. Uh, our you know our favorite ways to hear from you by email though is dspreacherman at gmail.com. Everything is lowercase dspreacherman at gmail.com. Lowercase. Every bit of it. Just call and just, you know, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what you feel. Let us know what you want to correct or <laughs> critique. You know, really, it really doesn't matter to me. I, I just love hearing from you. So let us know that you're listening. 
I invite and encourage others to listen as well. Hang in there. There will be difficulties from time to time. I know that because I have difficulties sometimes with getting these podcasts out. But there are always difficulty. But thank God we have the peace of God because of the grace of God. And we can glory in the difficulties of the day. God bless you. We love you. DS Preacher Man at gmail.com. All lowercase. This has been in his Proclaiming the Word podcast of DK Ministries. I am Danny Smith. I'm your Bible teacher. God bless you. We will talk to you next time.